This is episode 651 of the AWS podcast, released on February 5th, 2024. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Somalia here with you. Great to have you back. I'm joined by a very special guest today. I'm joined by Colin Fraser, who's Senior Manager of Client Delivery for our Migration Acceleration Services. Welcome to the podcast, Colin. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here and always uh, super jazzed to talk about uh, you know, helping our customers get to the goodness that is AWS. It's going to be a good topic today. I mean, for those of you who haven't met Colin, Colin uh, has been around in IT for a long time. <laughs> He's like me, seen some stuff. He originally joined uh, AWS to lead the solutions architecture team in Canada. Um, he works with just customers all around the place, thousands of customers. And so what we wanted to talk about today is really the experience that people have in terms of migrating, how they go about it, how they think about it. I mean, it sounds easy, quote unquote easy, Colin, but I guess in IT, nothing at scale is easy, is it? <laughs> Some things at scale are easy, but but not everything. It's true, right? <laughs> Working with lots of customers over, really across different verticals and industries and all over the world. And as you said, we do thousands of these. And so um, some lessons start to surface after you do that many of these types of migration assessments. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You, you see some stuff. So let's start with the, the fundamentals. What is a migration assessment and why would customers think about doing one? Yeah, just a little bit about nomenclature and what we're going to talk about here. So a, a migration assessment is you know what, what you ask for. And we use a tool called Migration Evaluator to perform the assessment. And then you get a, a business case, which is the deliverable, right? So just to set the context for our listeners. And so what is a migration assessment? Well, it's an evaluation of your on-premise compute and storage infrastructure, you know, including an estimate of how much you know we think it'll cost on-prem and then how much we're articulating it's going to cost in AWS. And then, as I said, we, we deliver a nice shiny PowerPoint directional business case for you. So that's the what portion and the why. There's a few reasons, Simon. The first I would say is that it provides insight that enables you to make a much higher fidelity decision. And I term it like that because lots of customers, they have so much stuff, they don't know what they have. And your CMDB, your configuration management database is up to date. And maybe you've got 50 or 100 or 500 servers. Okay, well, maybe you could get an Excel spreadsheet out and you could figure out what I've got. And okay, well, I'll use a simple monthly calculator and I'll map it in and I'll get my totals. But, you know, we work with customers from 10 to 250,000 servers. And at that kind of scale, you need tooling to be able to do that, right? So that's the first reason. It's interesting. Just on that, I think, I think you touched on a really interesting point there, which is that often a lot of customers are moving to the cloud because they want more control over their environment. They want to understand what's deployed. But what's holding them back is all the stuff they've got that they just don't know. And, and you think, well, how hard could it be to find stuff? And then you hear, you know, the stories of the, you know, the server that was walled into a storage cupboard. And it's difficult for business stakeholders. I think we need to think about that too, for business stakeholders to make a decision they can stand by an informed decision. And that's why you need a business case. And, and to feel that, you need data. It's true. And you need your data specifically, right? Which is how we arrive at something that is meaningful and that you can take to you know, an executive committee or the VP of IT or the board and say, you know, like this is something real and it's not just my opinion. This is based on real data from professionals. What do people often see in terms of these these reports, like in terms of savings or things like that? Like how would they articulate? Good question. Generally, and I'll talk about a couple of customers throughout our call today, but typically we can articulate a savings for compute and storage in around the 35% mark. And that's just infrastructure. But if you add optimization licensing assessment to that, which we do and it's included, often software licensing, SQL, Windows, can be 3x the cost of the infrastructure alone, right? So you definitely want to do those things in concert. And that's 
that's part of what we deliver, right? Uh, so you want to have the most complete picture possible to make the best decision possible for your migration. A couple other things that I will mention here is that it's complimentary, right? So, you know, there's no charge for it. You, you come and request it. And it's really the first step in migrating to AWS. And it's going to help remove some of that ambiguity. It's going to help align your stakeholders internally, and which ultimately means, guess what? You get to go faster, right? And we want that better and faster. And, and I think, sorry, just on that ambiguity, I think it's a really interesting point because if you've got multiple stakeholders and they're all seeing things kind of differently, this can help them have a single view of, as you say, the, the, the actual facts, not the perception. It's true. And because different constituents and different stakeholders in the absence of facts have opinions, right? <laughs> and so then which opinion is correct? <laughs> and so... Well, my opinion is correct, obviously. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. And the person with the highest role <laughs> is the correct yeah, opinion, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it just sort of helps level set based on real data and helps align stakeholders and, and drive to something that's real. Yeah. I might just quickly mention here, we work with many customers, right? And one of them was, uh, was Parsons. And technology company, they do infrastructure and national security markets. And in their case, I mentioned 35%. We were able to articulate 35% savings in annual operating costs for that particular customer. Many customers sort of fall in that band, the 30 to 40%. And it's real. I'm sure the CFO was probably quite interested in that conversation. Absolutely. You inevitably get to, you know, like the director of IT and then probably VP, maybe of engineering or IT, but eventually there is a financial person involved <laughs> and this can really create some clarity and, and make it real for them good there too so what are some of the, the challenges that customers will often face in, in thinking about their migration to the cloud what sort of stuff gets in the way yeah i think there's a, a few things i would say there simon so the first is we just sort of alluded to it a little bit and that's not not, not having any data and so you know i always say it's hard to manage what you don't know you have <laughs> And many customers have grown over the years. It might be through acquisition. It might be organically in ways that make it you know, really not so obvious what they actually have for infrastructure. Maybe they acquired a data center. Maybe they had three already and they collapsed one, but pieces of it got spread. And so they don't really know where it is. And so I think many decision makers lack the data to support a commitment to a migration because it's squishy, right? Without data, like how do you decide on the next steps? It, it can be difficult to identify. So that's that's one problem we see. Another common issue is, you know, sort of unknown or incorrectly calculated costs. And, you know, I was a customer before I started with AWS and I went through data center migrations and workload migrations and replatforming and re refactoring. And I can remember specifically, you have a, you know, I've been 20 years in on-prem and I, I'm very good at articulating costs. And so yeah, I remember with my first data center move, I, you know, I did it all myself and got into AWS and it was like 40% of the cost. So I had vastly overestimated because I was just doing an apples to apples. Right? As you do, exactly, do it how, yeah. how it was. Yeah. Right. And I wasn't right-sizing, which you must do on the way over, right? And so pure lift and shift, you got to right-size on the way. So, you know, if you have a 64 core, 512 gig machine, but it's only 25% utilized, well, you're not going to spec 64 cores and 512 gig at your destination, right? You got to right-size that up. And and you got to do that for every machine on the way by. That's so. That's one of the challenges. Over provisioning, I would say, is the summary there, right? You mentioned sort of that not knowing the costs or, or misestimating the costs, as, as well as the hardware side. There's there's often the employee side and the, the resource cost for humans. And I, I see kind of two spectrums of these. One is where it's way over inflated, and also where it's treated as free. And it's interesting, you know, people aren't free. <laughs> no, no. And at some point, someone's getting paid. So, it, you know, to say, oh, you know, administrative cost is zero is not true. 
No, it's just that as a migration practitioner or, you know, maybe you're a manager of IT or like a principal engineer, you're not factoring in those costs because they're already sunk in a payroll somewhere that your team isn't seeing, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you're not calculating the time investment of sort of doing all this work and getting it all put together on top of your day job. So, you know, mobilizing the required staff can, can delay the time to realize benefits, which which is another benefit here, right? And so, you know, these are some of the reasons we recommend customers looking to migrate from on-prem to the cloud. They start off with a migration assessment to drive, you know, a data-driven business case. And when do they do it? Like, what's the... If we think about the continuum of of thinking about moving to the cloud or assessing your current uh, estate, what point do they do this sort of work? They should do this work as soon as they can, like right up front. And you know, if you're familiar with MAP, the Migration Acceleration Program, there's a paradigm out there, you know, assess, mobilize, migrate. And so you want to do this right up at the front of the assess phase. That, that's when we recommend, and I, I might just mention auction.com here. And so they were a customer that really did this right. You know, a little bit about them, they're, they're a customer that sells distressed residential properties and their business ran on on-prem infrastructure spread across seven different data centers, right? And, and as the company rapidly grew, it sort of grew in different directions and it, it needed the, the right infrastructure to improve the scalability and, and let the business keep growing, right? And so they ran a migration assessment using Migration Evaluator. They did it right up front before they did anything else. And they got a bunch of insights for that, right? And so we provide a bunch of different cost models, one year, uh, three year, uh, like on demand, a mix of those. And so they got a bunch of insights that helped them unblock and accelerate their migration to AWS. So they explored different cost scenarios, then they selected the right one for their use case, and then they created their plan based off that. At the end, you know, when I was interviewing the auction.com CIO, you know, he said we had margin optimization, we got a bunch of productivity gains and implemented, you know, the right technology stack for us and we and we did it cost effectively and quickly. Fantastic. <laughs> right. So if, if I have a business case, how does that help me? So I'm a change agent within my organization. No, it could be from the IT side, non-IT side, doesn't matter, but I want this business case to do something for me. What do I get out of it? There are a few things, a few benefits you would get out of business case, Simon. The first is you'd get data to justify the migration. You'll run an initial assessment of your on-prem infrastructure, and that can help customers get like a baseline understanding of the infrastructure. Like, what have I got here? Like, what's the shape of the thing? And then, you know, gathering these the data up front, you can find areas within that for optimization, right? So, for example, you know, right-sizing workloads before migrating for an average customer can save 30 to 40% of the cost versus their on-premises estate, including storage, I might add there. So you get it is an accurate picture and a data to help justify migration. I talked about it previously as about aligning stakeholders, like a sim- similar concept there, right? I would add then that you get to identify some benefits and risks. It can help identify and establish a common vision for what a successful migration looks like. Maybe you have a large VMC estate, right? And part of the business case we deliver is a view of VMC. So not only the infrastructure on EC2, but also on VMC for AWS, right? So you can get insights into, oh, is that better for me? Or maybe that's better for me. And it's complimentary still, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're not signing up for anything and you're not paying for anything. You're just getting, exactly. getting yeah. the data to compare options. Yeah. And I think those things lead to what I call just just confidence, right? It sort of takes out the opinionating on the thing, right? And so you can use this sort of non-data-based, data-backed view is from, you know, a credible third party to align leadership on the migration goal. The assessment makes that data available to allow actionable next steps for business leaders. And a lot of times the business case ends up going up the chain to directors and VPs and boards and so on. And it can help move the needle really from 
hmm, I think, I think this is the right thing too. Like, oh, we really know now. We, we know what we're going to say. We know this is the right thing. Have you found as, you, as you've been going through this, folks getting surprised somewhat at just what the Delta is because they hadn't really done that exercise before? They're like, oh my goodness, we, we need to move on this. Yeah, that happens a lot. Once you see your data viewed in a way that makes sense and is professional and crisp and clear, the magnitude of the savings is articulated. It just becomes real. A lot of times folks are surprised. And I was working with a customer in, it was Latin America, a judicial customer. And, you know, after getting the business case, they were thinking, oh, let's just try this workload. And the business case was so compelling. In the end, they're like, let's just move all these data centers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it like the, the scope increased by like 5X and they just, they got just like a lot of confidence and like, okay, this is real. Like we can do this. This is going to make financial sense for us. Let's dive a little deeper into the migration business case itself. What do I get? What am I seeing on the pages? What information do I get? The deliverable is nice, shiny, professional PowerPoint. And it includes some components, right? The first are customized cost models. So a cost model is like on demand or like one year or three year front. Those are the different cost models, right? And so we include four different cost models by default all based on your data that we gather from your environment. And we use this data to provide the cost models for moving to AWS. We also create an estimate of what we think the on-prem costs are going to be based on industry accepted uh, data benchmarks and so on, right? So you get the sort of like, here's what it is on-prem and here's what we think it's going to be uh, once you move into AWS. And the what we think it's going to be could be like it's sliceable and diceable, Simon, right? So you could say, oh, I've got this test dev environment and well, I need on-demand for that. And I've got productions on all the time, so I want some reserved instances for that. Or I've got some dedicated hosting because I've got this application. So we fold all that in and we customize the cost for you. We also layer in software licensing costs. And as I mentioned previously, that can be you know 3x times the cost of the infrastructure. That's a big number. <laughs> it can be a much bigger number. Yeah. It can be. And I think they, they sort of, Intuitively, no, right? Because you're, you're paying for licensing, you know, on your SPLA or your whatever kind of license agreement you have. But when you pull it out and compare it row by row, it, it can be up there, right? And so we do an optimization and licensing assessment, you know, including options for license included or bring your own license. Taking advantage of your existing investments can greatly reduce your overall cost of the migration, right? So on average, I think customers have been able to reduce SQL Server cores that need to be licensed by about 45% when moving from on-prem to business. And if you ever dealt with like SQL Enterprise, it's up there, right? Really expensive, yeah. yeah. And often people aren't even using the features of the enterprise version, so they don't actually need it anymore. Exactly, yeah. That's a good point, Simon, because you know part of the analysis looks at that, right? Like, do you need these enterprise features? Or you know what, is standard okay? So when you add it all together, like it can be substantial. You also get a sustainability assessment, which is an estimate of the reduction in carbon footprint. And I really love this one, Simon. And so, so what we do here is we make an estimate because we have the on-prem data, right? So we know how many cores and we know what kind of RAM and we know how many machines and we actually know like what's the CPU and RAM utilization of those machines. And so based on where you are in the world, we can figure out directionally like what the load is for on-prem. Well, you're actually using in a pretty accurate sense. Yeah. And then... Of course, we also have all the AWS rate cards, right? So we can figure out, you know, when you move it to AWS, here's going to be the estimated CO2 load reduction. In doing this exercise, you know, I often see in my newsfeed, Simon, where, you know, AWS is the world's biggest purchaser of renewable energy. And I didn't really know what that meant until we started doing these assessments, because now it really comes into play, right? Because you've got a region that's all run on hydro, that's all low carbon. And so it can be a dramatic 
difference and reduction in your carbon footprint. So that comes, again, no cost included in the. It's interesting that component's in there because certainly a lot of organizations I deal with in this region have really started to focus very hard on sustainability and, and typically for them, technology is a huge contributor to their carbon footprint, et cetera. And so the ability to articulate not just a financial benefit, but a environmental benefit and a responsibility benefit is huge. for them. Yeah, you're dead on there, Simon, especially APJ and EMEA. We're seeing a lot. And uh, it's an interesting customer story. A customer had just kicked off an assessment with us. Again, it was a, a LATAM customer. They were a water utility. And the executive team asked the technical team, hey, if we do this, like, what's the impact on our, our carbon load? And they're all scratching their heads, right? Because they're IT guys. They deal with firewalls and <laughs> servers. They get the business case back. And you know what? There it is, a nice slide articulating, you know, X percent of, of carbon reduction. Perfect. That business case went right up to the executive committee who approved, right? Fantastic. We also do storage. We could do detached storage as well as part of the business case. If you tell us, I mentioned that we do VMware, AWS. If we see a lot of uh, VDIs, so that's virtual desktops, we'll include an Amazon uh, workspaces assessment and elastic disaster recovery options as well are included in the business case. So we try to make it as comprehensive as possible, requiring as few customer touch points and moving as quickly as we can to deliver the business case. For sure. Let's let's talk a bit more about that storage assessment because, I mean, for, for most organizations, the majority of the IT cost, be it on-premises or in the cloud, is typically this, the compute. But it depends. Depends on your, your use case and your business, et cetera. But storage is usually, if not the highest, the second highest thing that you're paying for. So tell us more about that storage assessment because I think it can't, sometimes gets missed, but it's it's interesting. It's true. It's hard to find a customer with lots of compute, but no storage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're doing something with the compute. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. They very much go uh, hand in hand. And so, you know, it's important to, remember I talked about making the highest fidelity decision as possible. And so to do that, you also want to take into account your storage that comes with your compute. We can assess uh, locally attached volumes. We can assess NAS and SANS directly and look at, okay, what, what kind of data do you have on here? What's the IOPS and what's the throughput? And well, how often is that data accessed? And then we could recommend you know, the mappings in AWS, maybe 20% on SSD, and then the rest of it's in Glacier. Your costs are mitigated to the greatest extent. And customers love this too, right? So, you know, one case uh, was a U.S. media company looking to migrate to AWS. We did an assessment of two data centers, you know, around 300 servers, and they, they were happy with the results. And they said, hey, we have these other two data centers, but tons of storage, like tons of storage over there. Like, what do we do with that? And no problem, we can assess that. So we ran an assessment against there and built a business case for them. Again, got approval from the stakeholders on their plan to migrate, and they successfully executed immigration to AWS. There are tons of stories like that, Simon, where you know we went and worked with a customer. Oh, they, they were just thinking about their com compute, and then, oh, hey, this is really great. Like, what, what about that storage over there? Can you do that? <laughs> Absolutely, we can do that. What about these petabytes of storage over here that <laughs> right. are costing me a fortune? <laughs> what do I do with that? Uh, exactly. And you know, we can articulate a pretty good savings there as well. And there's savings and there's also functionality improvement. I mean, one of the things I love, for example, about customers when they get to move to something like S3 with intelligent access is that suddenly they've got the storage tiering they always dreamed of without doing any work for it. It's it's fantastic. So, you know, they, they get those benefits too. At a cost that is better than they thought it would be, <laughs> right? Yes, exactly, exactly. So what kind of customers is this for? 
I'm not sure there is one kind, Simon. You know, as I mentioned, we do thousands of these assessments every year, and we do it in every geography around the world. And we do it in public sector, in commercial, in life sciences, in you know every vertical you can think about. No sizing and customers from you know ten to hundreds of thousands of servers. Okay. If you're listening to this as a customer, we can help you, no matter where you are, or what what vertical you're in, right? <laughs> We're here. <laughs> So if somebody's interested, is it do they just request it online or they go to account manager? How does that how does that work? Yeah, you can go to our public page, like pages.awscloud.com. Have that in the show notes? Yeah, you'll, it'll be in the show notes. The link will be in there. And it's just a simple form. You know, what's your name, email address, and I want an assessment and click submit. And then when that happens, it comes to my team. And so we've got some intake folks all around the world that receive that, they'll look at it. And one thing I love about our service, Simon, is they're like real migration practitioners that do this stuff all the time is who you get to talk to. So if you're coming in from outside, that's how you request it. If you already have an AWS account and maybe you've got a little bit, but you're migrating to data center, you can do the same thing or just talk to your AWS account manager or a partner and they can make the request inside and it'll end up again with my team. And so once I put my request in, what, what happens next? What's the process look like? Pretty straightforward. So when you uh, submit your request, it comes into my team. And 99% of the time, you'll hear from us within one business day. We assign a migration practitioner. So you get a solutions architect assigned who you know works with hundreds of customers per year. And they'll work with you to gather the data that we need for the assessment. They'll build the assessment and then deliver the assessment. So they can send it to you or you can set up a call with us and we'll walk you through the presentation, do a full readout. So it can be explained. It can be explained as well as just do you read this document sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll walk you through end to end. We also want to help you with next steps, right? Maybe you have a large SQL estate. Maybe it's a large Oracle estate. Well, no problem. We'll put you in touch with some experts that can help refine that. One question I'm sure a lot of our listeners are thinking about is is the data piece in terms of the metadata. So, you know, how do we find out what's in the on-premises environment and how does that data collected and shared? Good question. And you're right. And a lot of customers ask that, right? So there are two methods or approaches to getting the data. The first is a collector. And so we have a service where you can download the collector, install it in your environment. It's basically um, a virtual machine file that you, you can load into uh, VMware or Hyper-V. From there, you can configure the collector. And again, you know, our solutions architect will get on the phone with you and spend a time installing that, making sure it's configured. When fully configured, that will push the data into S3, which goes into our system, and that's how we get the utilization data for your infrastructure. And this happens with customers who are, you know, maybe they're defense contractors or security conscious customers. You can send us a flat file, and it's, you know, it's an Excel template. You you fill it out, you list all your infrastructure, you know, you send that off, and then if you want on the collector, you can not configure the sync into AWS, and then, prior to sending us the data so you can export the data but you can go through it it's clear text and you can obfuscate any server names or ips or anything you want like that and so you know by the time we get the data it's there's no pii information in it so you can still use the collector if you want to but it can you can still control the data that's going out as well exactly right and about 30 percent of our customers choose the sort of flat file obfuscated uh, approach, which works just fine as well. It's a little less fidelity because to put things in an Excel spreadsheet, you need to know you have them, <laughs> right? And a collector will help sort of suss out all the stuff you don't know you have. It, uh, so it's a little higher fidelity that way. And once that data gets collected, how long does it typically take to turn around the, the information? 
depends on the approach. So with the collector, we like to collect data for about seven days. For some customers, we'll choose to collect longer. Maybe we're installing at the first of the month and they have a major report run at the end of month for finance or something, right? And so no problem, we can collect for 30 days or 60 or don't recommend less than seven uh, typically. And so once the collection's done, you know, you're talking to our assigned SA and you say, okay, we're done, we're, we're good. And then usually within a couple of days, we can get you the full PowerPoint. If you're using the flat file method, usually within about a day, we can get you the full report. Pretty cool. So it doesn't take that long. <laughs> it doesn't take that long. In fact, it sounds like the collection time you have to spend because you want to get that sort of seasonality view and that, that sequence view is probably longer than the actual processing of the data once you get it. Exactly right, Simon. Yeah, that's exactly right. Once customers have this business case, what can they do with it? Like what does it enable them to do? With some customers, it's most customers, it's enough. They have some data about their migration. It, it's answered some questions and provides some insights. And then they can take that and work internally to sort of build the case for it up into the executive team. In other cases, they keep going with it, right? So some customers, now that they have this view, they can use it to develop their wave plan to move into the mobilized phase of, of a migration. So you know, maybe it's a few hundred servers we discovered. And they're going to group that now that they have some insight into maybe five buckets of 50, 60 servers, right? They can create their wave plans. If you're working with a partner, maybe you've got a partner, a longtime partner that you work with, or you're working with AWS professional services, it's quite a nice handoff artifact to hand off to a partner. It describes your environment and they can begin building your migration plan based off of that. The other thing I would add there is that you know once you have an idea of what this, the scope and size of your migration is, at certain thresholds, you can, for example, qualify for MAP. This is an artifact that within AWS can help you with the Migration Acceleration Program qualifying for that program, uh, which is, I don't know, have you talked about MAP before on your podcast? We have talked about MAP a little bit. Basically, for, for folks, it's a way to help you move more quickly. It also involves certain benefits, credits, et cetera, to help with things like swing space and the whole migration process, it really covers a lot of the fuss and bother that often it comes along with migration processes. <laughs> fuss and bother. Well said. <laughs> well said, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> that's my definition. That's, that's They can update the product page surely. <laughs> right. Yeah, good. Yeah, so those are some of the things that the customers can do uh, with the business case. So, Colin, we've covered a lot of ground today. But what's the, the big takeaway from a listener listening today to what we've discussed? I would say there are maybe there's sort of in the neighborhood of five different things, right? The first is speed. It's quick and easy to run a migration assessment. You know, you can get installed in under an hour, pretty much. And that's like the involvement from the customer, your listener here. And that can give you an understanding, a pretty good understanding of what your migration strategy is going to start to look like. And you can get that like, you know, it's in a matter of days, weeks, right? I would also want your listeners to feel like they're not alone, right? They're getting expert advice from an AWS solutions architect. So they're, like, they're not in this alone. We're going to guide you through the process, uh, which is important, right? And, you know, having been a customer, I, I wish I'd known about this when I was a customer. <laughs> <laughs> this would have helped me so much. <laughs> I know all those data center, I, uh, the deliverable you get, it's very professional looking, you know, it's well done. It's, it's thought out. It's got a lot of insights and data with it that this formulated in a way. And you know what? It's going to make you look good in front of your boss. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, right? And it's complimentary, right? There's no cost associated with this. Associated with this, we're happy to do it. And you know, I mean, why wouldn't you do it? There's nothing to lose. <laughs> There's nothing to lose and tons to gain without costing anything. You know, run a migration assessment as your first step of your cloud migration journey. That's what I would leave our listeners with today. Fantastic. Well, we will have a link in the show notes 
If you're interested in this, you can click on it and get more information and also get one done if you'd like to. But Colin, thanks so much for coming on the show and telling us all about it. Oh, thanks so much for having me. You know, I'm super passionate about this. And uh, yes, thanks again for having me, Simon. Cheers. No problem. And we do love to get your feedback. Podcast at amazon.com is the place to do it. And until next time, keep on building.